This is a Thunder Dog podcast. Does that make me their doctor? Yes. Yes, it does. I give them money. I give them food. Not directly, but through the money. It's a suicide mission. Not going to be a popular decision around the old orifice. <laughs> I don't think this is a task that I'm going to do. <laughs> well, why would you want to raise your cholesterol to lower it? <laughs> I've never been sick. Perfect immune system. <laughs> I thrive on this. This is my world. This is improv. Why did you write that down, Jim? Is it because you know I like Count Dracula? <laughs> In the wild, there is no healthcare. Hello, and welcome back to Michael Scott Gives Me Social Anxiety. I'm Evan. I feel like you're sounding like you're very tired right now. That's a little bit of bullshit. I'm going to need to restart that for a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, hello, and what? Hello, and welcome to Michael Scott Gives Me Social Anxiety. I am Evan. <laughs> and I am Brad. And welcome to the podcast. This is a post party podcast. Spoilers, but yes, <laughs> it sure is, buddy boy. But what episode did we just watch? We just watched season one, episode three of the American Office, titled "Healthcare." If by post party you mean watching that episode and then now doing a podcast about it, I totally agree. I also mean we were at a birthday party. <laughs> it was a bitch and bash, but okay. I'm sorry. What the hell happens on this episode? Let's uh, find In out. Two hundred eighty characters. What would you say happened in this episode? Well, healthcare. In this episode entitled Healthcare, I would say, uh, when Michael is asked to pick a cheaper healthcare plan, he can't bear the idea of disappointing his friends slash employees. So he passes the burden to Dwight, who right. takes it too far, as usual. To minimize anger, Michael promises a big surprise that does not come to no one's surprise. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Well, what would you say happened this episode? Uh, personally, I would say that Michael is a coward who puts Dwight in control of the healthcare plans because he is instructed by Jan to cut benefits in order to save money. Dwight does a terrible job, and the entire workforce attempts to confront Michael and only has a disappointing response to any engagement. Sound good? Yeah. What does INDB say about this episode? Well, our good friend Mystic80. Is this the same guy the entire time? Yep. I think he started this podcast before we did. Probably. Probably. Our good friend Mystic80 says... Uh, Michael leaves Dwight in charge of picking the new healthcare plan for the staff with disastrous results ahead. True. And Anonymous says when Michael is forced to pick a low-grade healthcare plan for his employees, he tells Dwight to do it for him. When Dwight chooses an extraordinarily bad plan for the Scranton branch, the workers complain and Michael hides in his office, not wanting to face the wrath of his employees. Sounds about right. Pretty good synopsis right there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. That's a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb mm -hmm. for this episode. I'm excited to rank these. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get to the rankings part of this podcast yeah. because I got some thoughts. But before we get but there... first, we gotta break it down. Mm -hmm. So this episode starts with uh, Michael coming out to visit Pam and asking if there are any messages. And she says no. And he says, I, I think there are. And she's like, oh, you want me to reread them from before for the camera? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for the for pause. The pause and glance toward the camera. Yeah. Implying that there's rules that these people are following with the documentary. Being like, don't acknowledge it. Acting, yeah. Act normal, pretty much. And Michael wants to seem like he's doing something. Right, yeah. Which is, again, the camera operators, the documenters, 
mm-hmm. as actors or as characters. Yeah. Adds a lot to this. And I like how they acknowledged it more. And it's I'm glad the, that I'm seeing that. It's the Heisenberg principle. Is it? Viewing a, a reaction changes it or something. There's some sort of scientific law that says just by viewing the interaction, you change it. So having the documentary crew obviously is changing their uh, their actions, right? Like, even though it's intended to, we're going to see what a normal workplace is like on a normal day. Like, people are going to act different around a camera. Yeah, for sure. Once they're being viewed. It's like a Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat kind of situation. Yeah. Meow. Jan comes in, talks to him about how he needs to cut the plans to save money. Mm-hmm. That's why they're changing plans. Find a provider. Pick the cheapest plan. Yep. Michael calls his employees, all the characters, family. Uh-huh. They're my family. Yeah. I need to pick the best plan or whatever, right? Right. And quickly finds a way to make it not his responsibility. Yeah. Very swiftly. And I think that's the theme of this episode. No yeah. question in my mind. It's him just shifting that responsibility to Dwight and the outcome that comes out of that. There wasn't a lot of other ideas yeah there wasn't very much Jim and Pam the only other sort of subplot I saw was there was development specifically with the accountants yeah Angela Kevin and Oscar Oscar I love Oscar Oscar's great yeah there was development within their relationships yeah which I thought was kind of interesting you definitely learn a bit more about them not just about Kevin's anal fissures yeah (laughs) which is an important part of his character someone's Anal fissures. Someone's. That Kevin knows about. Yes, of course. And he's very sensitive to that information. That's true. No question. Dwight picks just the cheapest plan. Like, basically nothing covered. No dental. No vision. And a $1,200,000 deductible? $1,200,000? $12,000? I don't even know. That's what Stanley was saying. I believe to Creed. Maybe Oscar. I think it was Oscar, actually. In any case, it's not much. Yeah. Especially in America. I have no idea. It's expensive. People complain to Dwight about not getting covered for their diseases and such. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know what? I'm going to make this form. You tell me what diseases you have. If I believe you, they'll get covered. How did you feel about Dwight in this episode? Um, I feel like he wasn't a very sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Like, in some episodes, like, you feel for him, like, he gets screwed over. But in this episode, he's straight up just being a dick. Yeah. This is... Perfect example of Dwight exercising his desire to have power. Yeah. Even in his interview with Michael, and he's talking about how many people can I fire? And of course, it's zero. Yeah. But then he's talking about the using the uh, the conference room as an office. Yeah. And he says it's bigger. It's bigger than his. Yeah. In re- reference to Michael's. Yeah. Trying to be bigger than him, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Now that we've talked about that in a previous episode, Dwight's lust for power. But it's not an office, it's a workspace. Yes, exactly. As Jim will note to Dwight several times. To Dwight's despair. Yeah. Exactly. Dwight's crazy, and I love him for that. Yeah, he has issues with many different things. Mm -hmm. Dwight and Michael are just so flawed individually and in such different ways. Michael's such a dick. They are taking they, advantage of Dwight. They're opposites. Like Michael doesn't really want power. He wants people to like him. Yeah. And the way that he gets people to like him is for people to not have any other option but to be nice to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dwight doesn't care what people think. He just wants to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. So like Michael doesn't want to tell people what to do. 
But the only way for him to be able to keep them around is to technically be in charge and like yeah. not let them leave, basically. To, to do his job. Yeah. To be a manager. So, which is why he passes it off. Like, he's definitely taking advantage of Dwight in a way. Because mm-hmm. he knows that Dwight will get the job done. He knows that Dwight will do the job that he can't. Yeah. He knows that Dwight can cut those benefits. They're yin and yang. They are regional manager and assistant to the regional manager. Yes. A good team, for sure. No question in my mind. So Jim and Pam uh, start writing little funny things mm-hmm. instead of actual diseases, such as the Count Chocula Ch- yep. I wrote spontaneous dental hydroplosion. Yep. Which is when your teeth randomly uh, turn to liquid turn to liquid and start to drip down your throat yep which is gross it's a real disease that's terrifying it's not actually good jim says it is though true that shows jim's smoothness jim's oh, yeah. smooth jim's a smooth man eh for as much as michael talks about improv in this episode jim is like actually the king of improv like he can go with any bit He'll start bits without even really trying. Yeah. It's reflex to him. Yeah. And maybe not bits, but like also with pranks and things like that. Yeah. Obviously. Even just the the like workspace versus office bit. Like he knows that that's a sensitive subject. So he knows to just like, you know, little pinpricks. Yeah. A little pick it. Pick it the way a little bit. Yeah. Pick it the way. Make sure he knows he doesn't actually have power. Yeah. Jim reacts to Dwight Mm -hmm. being crazy. Yeah. Because Dwight's just crazy. Yeah, straight up. I don't. I just can't. I cannot remember if it develops that same way, or if it does just become Jim's being addicted to Dwight. Um, I mean, I think they both escalate the situation. Like in this episode, Dwight brings up like getting to fire Jim potentially, but like that plan like essentially comes to fruition, except for the actual firing process, like multiple times mm-hmm. throughout the show. Like he becomes acting manager and like regional manager and all of that so many times and like the only way that he's thwarted is like jim gets the manager job or something like that yeah and then but eventually like there's some sort of begrudging respect there's a love yeah there's a love there between those two you don't see it now there's no evidence of that now there does eventually become some sort of affectionate relationship between the two mm-hmm. where like even though they they razz each other and kind of almost ruin each other's lives a whole lot like they know in the end that they're they're, they have a bond yeah it's a lot meaner now in these starting points like it's vicious a little bit yeah dwight is trying to make jim lose his job and his income and things like that and clearly jim's this jim said he doesn't want this to be his career Mm -hmm. because he'd have to throw himself in front of a bus in that case yeah exactly at the same time though like that's a big thing to say to have someone lose their job or take hours away from someone. Yeah. That's a big thing to do. Decision for you to make yourself. Yeah, especially when you technically, like, not technically, but you legitimately just are on the same level as this guy. Like, you're both mm-hmm. just salesmen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting thought. There's a quick little scene where, before Michael calls Pam mm-hmm. to talk to her about how the crowd is receiving these memos and stuff from Dwight. Uh-huh. Meredith and Angela are both hanging out with Pam at her desk. Yeah, the ladies. Yeah, which is something Except that... for Phyllis. <laughs> Except for Phyllis, of course. Um, She's busy making sales And calls. Kelly, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> Some of the ladies. Yeah. But like, you'll never see that again. You'll never see the no, little detail in so. other seasons once everyone's a little more established. Yeah. There's little details like that, that come and go that you can only see in season one. Yeah. Because not everyone's defined enough yet to have like specific relationships. Mm-hmm. Like Angela, like Angela, as we know her in later seasons would never just like hang out with. Yeah. Pam to discuss Pam. this shitty thing that yeah. Dwight is doing. Oh yeah, especially not right. talking about talking shit about Dwight. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Exactly, and Meredith too. Those three together, like Angela, will show disdain for Meredith in future episodes. Yeah, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have a generic spo- spoiler warning. Oh, it's always a spoiler. Yeah, Michael's delusional. Yeah, and you can tell that because when he's discussing the surprise, he's like, "Yeah, these employees like they love me. They yeah. love me. Like they'll tell me that I love him." In re- reference to himself. Yeah. Um, it's the way he wants to be perceived, even though he's forcing it. Like, yeah. It's so it's just, oh, like, did you feel, did you have a moment of Michael making you cringe this episode? Not like other episodes where it's just kind of like, oh, Michael, like you shouldn't be doing this in a professional environment. Yeah. There, was, there wasn't that big, like, this is social anxiety. This yeah. Is, I'm feeling this for these people. It, it, it's, it, this episode was kind of more like pity, like, dude, like. If you stop acting like a nut bar, they'll yeah. like you. Yeah. Like, stop come on, coward. buddy. Like, they know you're the boss. You gotta make tough decisions. Like, they'll respect you for making those decisions more than if you hide in your office for the whole day. Yeah. And lie about having a big old surprise at the end. Yeah. You can't be that friend first, boss second, entertainer third. Exactly. You, you gotta be boss first. Yeah. A conflict for my And, like, for even sure. if there is a problem, like... Like, he can pass it off as, well, corporate's making me. Like, yeah. he has a way out. Yeah. It's Jan literally, I wanted to give you the gold fucking package. Like, But my, Jan doesn't even have it. I wanted to give you acupuncture. I wanted to give you, like, massage treatments. Yeah. And that was vetoed immediately. In- immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Which makes sense. It's a failing company. Yeah. They need to make the cuts to save the money. Yeah. For a reason. Because they're downsizing still. Yeah. That's still a common issue. Wasn't really presented in this episode at all. Minus that they need to yeah. make cuts. It was right? it was the underlot it was the undercurrent of the episode, but it was never specifically stated. Yeah, exactly. Michael's so fake. Michael like it hurt the the question of like social anxiety, the things mm-hmm. that it gives me. There wasn't a big moment of Michael making me feel socially anxious in this yeah. episode, like in the first two. Right. But Oh my gosh, is Michael so fake? Like, yeah. When in the end of the episode where they're talking about, they're all waiting outside of his office. Yeah. To talk to him because he's been hiding in his office all day. Yeah. And he he talks about his improv skills and yeah. then he's silent for three minutes, so long. Or just like when he's like, when they're they all question like, so Dwight gave us nothing. Like he basically just took away our health care. Mm-hmm. What can you do about it? And he's like, Dwight, oh, mm, oh you son of a. Mm. Yeah. Oh, J- Jan needed this at five. Oh, yeah. it, it's it's past five. Oh, what, what oh. time is it? Five oh eight. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I guess we're stuck there. Yeah. So I guess my question is: Is are they stuck with that health plan throughout the rest of the series or out the rest of the season? I don't think they ever say any changes happen. So mm-hmm. I guess they are like. None of them really injure themselves. That's, That's not, true. not true. That's very not true. Which is kind of interesting because they don't bring that up again. Yeah, it's never really mentioned. It makes me feel like this episode is very much like 
at this point i'm excited to rank these yeah at this point it's very episodic i think like yeah. it has the general undercurrent of like downsizing and like creating these relationships but for the most part at this point it's every episode is kind of its own yeah it told its story it told the story of a day yeah in the office and the craziness that happens and ensues it's, because this is the day that they chose a healthcare plan yeah and i guess like they don't really have any other options now like they're signed in for however long mm. <laughs> nine years i guess yeah i wonder if they were mentioned it again We'll have, we'll have to, to keep an eye out. Yeah. Not that I remember off the top of my head, though. Yeah, that's not a detail that people typically remember. Yeah. Yeah, the fakeness. Also, his drum roll. Mm. The worst drum roll oh. I've ever heard. Come on. I know. Which I love, because that's what it's meant to be. Because it's the worst situation that yeah. Michael has created for himself. That was another, like we were talking about last episode, like, just the moment of silence where Michael kind of comes to the realization that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. But then powers through... Yeah, and, and figures a way to, to say something. Yeah. To make it not his fault. Here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. How many ice cream sandwiches do you think Michael ate? Oh, uh, at least a dozen. When I was looking at those rappers being like, hey, I predict he at least ate 8 to 12. Yeah. Ice cream sandwiches. Well, because we saw like 5 to 6 on his desk, mm -hmm. like empty wrappers. I, I would bet there's at least double that. Yeah. I wonder what the actual number is in that case. <sighs> That's a lot of ice cream. Mm -hmm. So in the end, like, I guess they're stuck with Dwight's choice because Jan needed it by five and it was after five. And Michael was making Dwight the bad guy. Yeah. Because Dwight was willing to do it is the overall thing. Yeah. But in the end, they're both bad guys. Yeah. Like, no one sees Michael as innocent in this situation. Yeah, exactly. Especially when he's, like, calling Pam to be like, so how's it going? And yeah. then he's, like, trying to get out of the situation when he realizes it's going badly. Like, oh, I'm getting a call. And Pam is the one that monitors the phones. Like, yeah. No, he, no, you're not. And, like, he like he he must think that this is convincing people yeah. that he's not the bad guy because of these reasons that are yeah. made up and fake. Which is, that, that is, that is the social anxiety that it causes in me mm -hmm. for this episode. No question. But there's not that, there's not that big one, oh, God, I hate my life right now. Yeah. Did you notice Jim's computer? I didn't. It's new. Ooh, it's new it's got... a flatter screen it's black Ooh, his, sexy this crazy drawing is not on it i thought that it would take like the next season uh-huh but it's only the third episode and they've changed the computers already i know that's a that's an issue eventually with uh mr andy bernard yeah yeah hmm appreciate that but you know what it's time for is it time to rank some shit i'm gonna say it's time to rank some shit hell yeah evan we have three lists on this show. We have three. Three. Can, what are they again? The first one, mandatory viewing. The second one, general quality. The third one, cringe factor. Mm -hmm. So, do you need to watch this episode? I don't to, think so. To get the plot of this? Not at all. Not at all. No question. There, like we said, like there's no further repercussions of the healthcare as far as lack thereof as far as we're aware at this moment in like time. people end up going to the hospital throughout the show and it never seems to be a problem as to whether they can pay their bills yeah they always seem to come back with their injuries somewhat healed yeah no one dies no one dies that we love nope people die though yeah watch out for that yeah i don't think it's necessary at all no uh, especially I mean... like there's no we said no to the last episode there was some jim pam relationship building yeah but there was none of that. None of that. A little flirting and stuff in the beginning, yeah, but like but nothing that furthers the relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, hardcore, like the laying on the laying on the mm-hmm. shoulder. And like, while it does show that like there the company is taking steps to lower costs, mm-hmm. I don't think that this is an earth shaking episode. Basically, like in the end, like is the fact that they don't have dental going to affect how we watch the rest of the show? No, no. Yeah, you're right. It's one little step. It's one. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a cool episode and when you think about it because it's a nice little piece of evidence that shows like, yeah, when a company is going out of business, it's probably going to cut its benefits Yeah, because they need to save money. They yeah. need to make money somewhere. And they can't just give people pay cuts. Mm-hmm. But it, like what Oscar said was like, yeah, this is essentially a pay cut. Yeah. When do I cut the benefits so badly? Well, because, yeah, now they have to pay out of pocket for all of these things, dental, eyes, and like... Probably a bunch of other hospital stuff. Yeah. As we will see that most of the people, some some of which deal with. Yeah. Right? But yeah. So yeah, definitely not necessary for the plot. No, not mandatory viewing. No, not at all. Quality-wise. Quality. I'm just saying this is number three. Yeah, I agree. It was... Of the three episodes. Yeah. It, number three. It just wasn't anything super duper spectacular. Yeah, there was no like big laughs. There was a couple chortles perhaps yeah, some good chuckles some good chortles i'd say shout out to the previous anyways um, <laughs> but there was there was no like lmao moment i guess no you know? for like, sure you and i physically laughed out loud yeah in the first two episodes do you remember what our rankings were for the first two uh i believe it's episode two then episode one yeah for and now episode three we'll have to make a note of that we will <laughs> for sure um and then i believe it's the same for the cringe currently yeah i think so too we'll have to double check that though yeah so i don't think in any way that this episode is specifically bad Mm -hmm. i just don't think it uh you know i don't think it quite holds up to the other two episodes it is a good smaller episode yeah for sure it's a good piece for the third episode first season is six episodes long yeah this is we're right in the middle right now (laughs) episode three would you call it a filler episode yes i would call it a filler episode because it is it is more world building mm-hmm. with uh, this is this company is going out of business. We need to cut that stuff right. to make sure that everything's good. But overall, like we said, that's not going to affect the future. It's not going to affect other things, especially when the plot starts to diverge from the original source material. Yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Which is going to be an interesting little contrast for sure. Having not seen the original source material, I'm sure it will. Yeah. We'll have to check that out, too. So, third one. How much social anxiety... How panic-inducing is this episode? Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's bottom of the three so far as well. Yeah, no question. Because there there wasn't that one big moment. There wasn't that Michael saying the bit again. Or there wasn't that... There's no like, oh god. Yeah. There's kind of just like a, ah, come on. Yeah. There wasn't no. There wasn't. There wasn't no. There wasn't no Michael firing Pam to yeah. make Ryan laugh. You know? Yeah. There were no tears this episode. Yeah. Exactly. From characters or from us. Yeah. So yeah, number three for sure. Yeah. So yeah, don't need to watch this. Not necessary for plot. And so right now we only have one episode that's necessary for plot out of the three. Yeah. And that is the pilot, which yep. introduces everyone and sets everything up, as we've discussed. This is definitely the third most in quality. Yep. Enjoyable. Not a bad episode. Where do you think it's going to stand for the rest? 
compared to th- episodes in season two or season three? Do you think it's going to start ending up to the near the bottom of the bottom of the tray or? Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll end up towards the bottom. Uh, not necessarily because it's bad, but just because like other episodes get so wild and so good. Yeah. That like this just kind of pales in comparison. It can be forgotten. Yeah, it clearly can. Oh, can it? Season one is just such an enigma. Like it sucks. But it's so good too. Yeah. It's like so pure in what the office is. It, it's it's an important season more than it is a good season. I agree a thousand percent. Because in my heart, I'm like, people remember the healthcare episode, but I didn't. Yeah. Until I watched again, you know. And when I watched, I was like, oh yeah, Dwight takes this, and this is what people mm-hmm. happen. But like, it's not one of those things that you quote. It's not one of those right. things that the Twitter pages of Michael Scott or Dwight quote yeah. or anything, right? Maybe the animal quote. Maybe. In one of the trap mixes, I was listening about the theme song. They used the, I'm not dead. You're dead. I am the lion. I'm the lion. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but still. Uh, IMDb actually has this rated higher than the pilot. Oh, really? Yeah. In like a star system? Yeah, by 0.3 stars. Hmm. Hope they're wrong. Yeah, I or, don't know. Or media professionals. <laughs> they don't know anything. <laughs> All right, the next episode is called The Alliance. The Alliance. Oh, you know what? Saying that makes me feel good about myself because I like The Alliance. The Alliance is going to be a good episode. Do you remember what The Alliance is? Not specifically. I remember what The Alliance is because I watched Survivor and I love Survivor. That's good. And there's a Survivor reference in that episode. Perfect. That makes sense. I know there's alliances in Survivor, but I've never seen an episode. Well, Uh, before we go, I think we should shout out Mr... Um, Mr. James, what do you think about that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Thank you, James. You made this possible. James, you're a goddess. You're a beautiful man. You're you're the reason I live and breathe. I like that. Thank you for watching. <laughs> this has been a lovely episode. This has been a strange episode. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to the fans. We appreciate you, and we're glad that you guys are listening. That's right. Uh, if you listen, um, and you leave a review or something like that, um, maybe we'll give you a shout out one day. Of Who course, knows? we definitely S- will. Send us a tweet long synopsis of an episode and maybe we'll read those one day. If we get those, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's the problem with recording ahead. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it goes. Season two will be the big day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, listen to us on iTunes, listen to us on probably Google Play, wherever wherever else you find podcasts. Leave us a review wherever you can. Or a uh, comment, anything like that. Show your friends, show your parents, show your grandparents. Yeah, anyone who likes The Office, send them this. Maybe they'll like us. I'm talking we'll to like you, them. Uncle Steven. I don't know who that is, but I'm yeah. sure someone has an uncle named Steven that That's loves my dad. The Office. No, oh God, I'm dying. Oh, God, he's dying. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dead. That's what happens when he talks about his own father. My cousins have an Uncle Steven, because that's my dad. Wow. So Well, I hope your cousins recommend this to your father. I'll share this with my cousins, who will then recommend it to my father. <laughs> That might work. Find us on social medias and find us on anywhere podcasts are found. Yeah, and YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Send us a comment. Subscribe, like, comment. Um, You know, all the things. Tell us that Brad sent you. Evan, I love this. All right. Okay. I'm ready for bed. Okay, time for bed then. <laughs> Good night, Evan. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast.